Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jones, and... Hey, everybody. Mrs. Jones here. Uh, tonight, we're going to stick with one topic. Um, the topic is going to be recognizing toxic relationships. Um, <clears throat> we were in church, and I know a lot of people that do know us know that we are very active in our local church. And we begin, uh, Pastor uh, Eric Battle preached on something that I think a lot of people need to hear. Is he was preaching on familiar spirits, how uh, we let people sweet talk us in the situations that oftentimes turn out bad, you know. And not just turn out bad, but sometimes uh, these familiar spirits are people that uh, tend to, you know, what the what the enemy will try to do is he'll try to be loud and cause a ruckus and, and cause your attention to go to the loud situations happening so that you're not paying attention to the, the, the little issues that are taking place. Like somebody that's all of a sudden befriending you and they're getting real close to you and they're you know, uh, planting bugs in your ear of either good or bad things. And sometimes those situations end up being a, a lot worse than just the loud situation that's over here. You may have a loud, dramatic situation on one side and you direct all your attention to that. But little do you know, you have somebody that's not really in your corner that is causing ruckus behind you, you know, or on the side. You know, they're slithering in and, you know, planting stuff in your head about people that aren't in connection to you or, you know, it could be anything like that. So that was kind of where we were talking about. We want to talk about, number one, recognizing a toxic relationship, whether it be a friendship, relationship, just how to recognize a toxic relationship before it's too late. Right. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll start. Uh, one thing that, you know, we, let's just get to the root, the root of it all. We, we talk about toxic relationships and, you know, what does it look like to have a toxic relationship? You know, some people think a toxic relationship only has one Look like, oh, the person got to be beaten up on you, or the person's got to be this, or they look at it as a man and, and and man and woman relationship, or you know what I'm saying, like, oh, this is, you know, it it if they're button heads, oh, that's toxic, but toxicity in relationships goes beyond just. A dating situation it goes even into relationships with family relationships with friends uh, people that you are connected to be it your job there are some uh, close relationships or even relationships in general that can be toxic uh, and by toxic we mean something that is not good for you something that could cause a potential harm for you Something that could poison you, could poison your mind, could poison your spirit, uh, could poison your morals. Like, these are things that we we think about when we think of what's toxic. 
Well, I want to just say that a lot of times we see people that are, you know, we hear things, stories on the news where, you know, this couple fell out or had a domestic violence or, you know, a violent situation happened between two people where, you know, these people were, they were church members or these people were, you know, upstanding members of their community and behind closed doors, the situation was toxic. Toxicity in a relationship is not just being abused physically. It's also when you're being verbally abused by someone, when someone's manipulating you. you like when you're at work and someone's basically saying, hey, uh, <clears throat> I need you to come in for me. And if you don't, I'm going to tell, tell people about this situation that they don't know about. Or I'm going to out you for something you're doing at work. Right. Those are different situations where you know that, hey, this person that has latched on to you is starting to become toxic. Or right. when you have a friend that is always asking you for money and when you don't have money, you never see them. Right. They only come through when they're in need of something. Or, or and, and not just, even if it's not just money, you got a friend that is, that literally just pops up when they are in distress. I had, I put a post on social media not too long ago, uh, close to a year ago, but it was basically talking about how you have that one person that comes in your life and every time their energy is depleted and their uh, self-esteem is depleted and their, you know, uh, will to live, we'll say, is depleted then what they do is they come and they latch hold to you and drain your battery of everything that you have. They drain you of all your vibe, of your positivity. And, you know, before you know it, they're back at 100 or back on their, you know, on their grind, as we say. And they leave you and it's like, I'm good now. I got my fix. You, you, you were my refill, you know, I'm good. I don't need you anymore. And even that in itself is toxic because we see that happen a lot, even in just friendships, even, even if you're not dating the person. But, but let me kick this scenario to you. I, you know, and I'm not bringing nobody's name or anybody's business in, but you have a friend that was going through a rough patch. They lost their job. They didn't have nowhere to go. You let them move in with you. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And they stay with you for a time. And then they get a job and they start buying a car and they start doing stuff. But they're not helping you pay rent. And the moment you say, hey, I need help on the rent and some of the bills since you're living here a month or so down the line. And instead of them helping you out, they move out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or... It's like when you have people around you. But who's in, but but let's let's talk about that for a minute. So what do you think about a situation like that? Do you think that the friend that was living with that person is in the wrong because now they're doing better, they're they're wanting to move out and 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 instead of pay rent there, do you think they're wrong? Do you think they're right? Nobody's wrong because if you come to somebody and you're being honest and this is the thing. If you're coming to somebody and you're being open and saying, hey, I know you was going through a situation. I know you're getting back on your feet. 
But now that you're back on your feet, you know, I'm going to need you to either help out or on something and they move out. Then once again, it's still the desired, the desired result is the same. This person is not helping you out. They're not going to pay for what, you know, the months they live with you and got up. But they're good enough to where they can go do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will move just to be moving with somebody else to try to stay with somebody else for free or something. But we're not talking about that. Just somebody just getting away from you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you let people, sometimes you can't let people access you for nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't let people come into your space to just use you, dump on you. There are people that you meet and they it's like somebody come to you and they tell you everything that's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. They tell you how everybody, their life is trash and they can't do anything to change it. And the moment you give them some kind of advice or something like that, no, I'm not. That's not it. You're not listening. Because mm-hmm. they just want a pity party. Right. Or I would also branch off to say that at the same time that I get what you're saying, people, we live in a world now where people have a tendency to say out of their mouth, I'm doing this because I care. I'm doing this because, you know, I'm here for you. And then the classic one that I actually hate to hear people say, I'm doing this because I know if I was in a situation, you would do the same for me. If that was the most, that's the most toxic response that I've ever heard somebody say. And the reason I feel that way is because like, number one, if, if you can't put a stipulation on what a person will do for you. You can hope that when you are kind and nice and things like that, that that person would would be kind and gentle with you in return. But when people automatically say, hey, I'm doing it because, you know, after all, I know you would do the same thing for me. They, they right then are putting a stipulation on, you know, the return of that situation. Like, they're literally saying, without saying, that I'm doing this, but if I need this back, or if I need you to show back up for me, I need, this is how I want you to do it. Or, this is what I'm expecting. And the thing is, is, So you can't say that you're really doing something out of a sincere heart if you're still expecting something in return. Now, I already hear a disturbance in the force, as my pastor says. The thing is, is it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I can can be here for you, but I really ain't got it like that. So I may need you down the line. And if I may need you, is that okay? Put it out there ahead of time so that that person has the right or the opportunity to, to, to decline and say, hey, you know, once I get on my feet, I really want to try to stay on my feet. And I, I don't know, depending on the kind of help you need, I don't know if I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. That is why communication is necessary because a lot of times people are putting expectations on people that they didn't expect to even live up to. You put an expectation on somebody, which is a toxic behavior because 
you're expecting, uh, and I and I'm a big avid person for this. Don't tell me what you can do for me, or don't tell me you're gonna be there for me, or you're gonna do something for me, and then at the end throw it back up in your face. That is toxic. It is. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care how anybody wants to paint it. That is toxic behavior. If someone is truly doing something for you out of the comfort and the kindness and the love in their heart, it is going to be done whether you can do anything for them in return or not. Now, it doesn't mean that you can never say to this person, hey, I need some help. Can you help me? You can certainly do that. But if you come to them and you ask them for help and your basis is, I did something for you, so you should do something for me, you're wrong. And it's toxic. Because we, we don't live to keep people on hooks. That is a lot, that's a an abusive and a controlling mindset where it is, it's where you begin to think that just because you do X, Y, and Z for someone, they are always in your debt. And we have to really be careful of that. And me being a someone that was in an abusive relationship that stayed in a domestic violence shelter that went through all of this, these were things that I didn't realize were important. And even in friendships, you know, these were behaviors that I never realized were abusive behaviors and, and, and toxic behaviors at that was that when people keep keep you on a hook. We learned tonight in Bible study about the the story of the parable of <clears throat> there was a um a guy that owed the king um he was indebted to the king. And the king said to him, "You know what? I'm going to forgive you of all your debts." But then and he's like, "Oh, thank you so much, king. Thank you so much." But then that same guy that was just pardoned he went to the people that owed him and was like, give me your money. Yeah. Give me what you owe me. So then when the king heard it, he was like, yo, wait a minute. I forgave you, but then you went over here and did and, and still, you know, beat this money out of these people and threw these people in jail because they didn't pay you back and I, I pardoned you. So that's what I'm saying is this, this toxic mindset where it's like, you feel like, okay, if someone gives you, does something for you, oh, then now you, something has to be done for you in return. You know, we got to get out of that. What do you think? Well, I look at it like if you are, if you're in a situation where every time you speak your mind and it's not what everybody else is doing, if you speak your mind and it's different from everybody else and people are getting mad at you and calling you all kinds of names and, you know, whatever, then, number one, that's toxic. Because you have a right to your own opinion. You have a right to feel the way that you feel. If you are being pushed into a box that you don't want to be in, that's toxic. Somebody's telling you this is how you should do. This is how you should dress. This is what you should or shouldn't smoke. Um, whatever. This is who you should or should not be with. You need to let those people know that you live your life. You can't let nobody else tell you what to do and how to live. And a lot of people are out here doing this. We were talking about how certain people are 
And I'm gonna just say it, how certain people are in the church, certain people in leadership roles, pastors, a few bishops have been caught in a lot of scandals lately. And the weird thing about it is you have a lot of people that stand up and and, and there are they 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 churches ten toes down for them. They got people that everything they say and do is right. And then behind closed doors, they got so much controversy going on. And when it gets exposed, it's like, but they was members of the church. And then when you see these people out or when, when you talk to people who won't come to church or when you talk to people who, you know, are really highly critical of, you know, the whole church scene as a whole, the first thing they want to call out is people being hypocritical. There are people that are uh, principals, politicians, uh, and, and it seems like they all have something going on in the background. And it, it makes you ask, like, hey, uh, you know, who is, you know, who should I listen to with all this mess going on? What church should I be a part of? What things should I be around if it don't seem like nothing? Because people are being, we're lifting people up. We're not lifting up what we should be lifting up, which is Jesus. But even with that being said, you have people that are in their, in their 40s and 50s still hanging in toxic relationships, still hanging in bad situations to the point where they are to the point where it's tragedy is coming through the situation and no one knows until it happens. And my whole point is, if someone's telling you do this and not that, if someone's taking you away from your family, if someone is taking you away from your support group, if you have somebody that is constantly being a pressure on your self-esteem, your self-love, and your, your <clears throat> self-respect, that's all a situation where you're, you're in a toxic environment. You could be in a toxic work environment. And certain people just, you know, they got kids, they got bills, so they grin and bear it. But I believe that if you truly trust God, you're not going to hang in an environment that is tearing you down like this. You know that, hey, if, if you truly believe God is a provider, even in your time of need, I don't care how much money this job is paying you. You have to get out of these toxic situations, whether it be a job, whether it be a relationship, even friendships. I've seen so many times over the last past couple of weeks, we see people deleting their Facebook or getting off social media because they just cannot stand the toxic environment that their social media is presenting to them. When I look on it or somebody's always posting something or someone's always doing something that they find in another environment. And sometimes you just have to unplug yourself from certain social media, certain websites. You have to get off YouTube or something else because if all you look at is negative news or you're looking at just messy situations, then guess what? That stuff tends to infiltrate you to the point where you have to get away from that. And I have a saying that says, if you have a cluttered mind, if you have a cluttered, if you have a cluttered mind, you're, you're going to be all over the place. 
if you if your lifestyle is cluttered and messy then your mind's gonna be messy you know and and it's a very true statement because you know it is okay to do a detox it is okay to say you know this person's not right for my life right now and maybe period you know I think the problem is again it's that sense of entitlement where people feel that if you were in my life for this amount of years, then you were supposed to stay in my life. You don't get the right to leave my life. And to be, to be quite honest, it, it's, it's an abusive mind, mindset because if you can think back, uh, many females or maybe men that have experienced abuse in a relationship, the, the mindset of that man was that you know, you can't leave me. You ain't never going to leave me. I'm going to always be here. I'm going to always be in your head. I'm going to always be, you know, a part of you. I don't care how far you go. I'm going to always be here. And the truth of the matter is friendships and people and family members have taken this mindset where it, it's like, you know, I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Now, I know family is a little different. Because in a sense, yeah, they don't really go anywhere. And I'm talking biological family, by blood. I'm not talking about people that have been adopted as family. But even some people that have been adopted as family. At some point, you we have to get to a place where we are acting like adults. And the worst, I hate when adults want to make it seem like they're acting like adults. But they're really, when you look step back and you look at their behavior, they're really acting like children in a sense where you can't own anybody's uh, life. You don't own anybody's life. You barely own your own life, you know? And if people have decided to separate themselves from any type of over-toxic behavior, they have a right to do so. If, if someone decides, you know what, this person that was okay last year is no longer okay this year. Then guess what? You deal with it. You be the adult that you need to be. And, and you move forward. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't come with pain. I'm not saying that these separations don't come with a little um, frustration. Because they do. We've all had to accept some truths that we don't necessarily want to accept. Which is that maybe I need to move away from this person or maybe this person is not good for my life. But the truth of, of it all is, you know, when you, if you are the type of person where you have a personality where you are a collector of toxic people, then your life is going to be a sum of everything you collect. It's just like hoarders. These people collect all these different things and they put them in their house, and they put them in their house, and the stuff starts building to the ceilings. And then when when they are so the house is so packed, they can't walk through. They're getting they're literally physically getting sick, and and they can't explain some of the sicknesses they're going through. And they're like, I don't know why this is going on. But when you look around, it's like everybody can see what's going on. You got to be careful not to be a collector of broken, 
or toxic situations. If it's broken, if it's toxic, how do we know if it's broken? We know if it's broken, if every time you try to fix that thing, it does not fix. It always keeps being a, a, a leading to a very, a, a dead end or a brutal argument or issue. Th these things are broken. Um, if, how do we know if it's toxic? If, if it's always something that is, that makes you feel bad, you end up walking away from a situation, you know, you may be with that person and feel like, oh, this was fun, but then walk away and you feel horrible. Like, why am I keeping this person in my life? Why am I still allowing this man to have this space? Why am I still allowing this friend to come in and out and, and, and do and say whatever they want to say in my life. Don't allow it. Don't be a collector of broken and toxic things because it's just going to be bad for you in the end. And I'll just say that sometimes we always say, hey, when you're in a relationship, you need to talk stuff out. Or sometimes you just have to cut people off. You just, you don't need to say nothing. You could just get your stuff and go. Or if it's a friend, just block them, block their number, block them off social media. And sometimes you just have to get away because your peace is more important than anything. And I know we talk about, you know, yeah, you have to learn to forgive people and, and heal up. But it's hard to forgive someone if they're still hurting you. It's hard to forgive someone if they're still causing you pain, if they're still putting you in situations right now. Sometimes to get your peace or to get peace, you got to, you know, what Drake say, fair trade. You know, right. I've lost a lot of friends, but I've got my peace in the, in the process. That's right. And sometimes you just got to let certain situations, you got to let that go. You got to let those... Uh, people, those toxic folks that are around you. And sometimes it's not just the people, but it's the people around the people. You it could gotta, be that too, yeah. What the lady say? She said, when I block you, I block everybody that's everybody got something, that's to, do got something to do with you. And, and that's the truth. I'm going to take a pause. I know you where you were going, but I'm going to pause. And that's a very real concept because, you know, sometimes it's even the people. Like, I, I'll use a, a, a quick example I, I was friends with somebody that was constantly in some drama, constantly had something going on. And and then I blocked that person and the people that she hung out with that were sort of mutual friends, I'm still hearing of the same drama through them posting on their page and then them getting in contact with me, trying to find out if I was still talking to her. And it's like, yo... It finally got to a place where, I mean, I got back on on social media, and the only reason I did was because my husband, you know, was like, Can't, you know, I want you to get on social media, and, you so, know, we... So you can see me play on Facebook. So watch him play, but, but, but the truth be told, I had every mindset to not go back on social media. I was like, forget it. I'm not getting back on here. It's too much. But the truth be told is, even if you have to block the people attached to them, blockity, what did, what did Shirley say? Blockity, block, block, block. block. You got to get out of that. 
You gonna get it because I'm not my, dealing with it. And 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 me, my thing is I've never had the issues on social media that a lot of other people have because I. I tend to use social media as a, you know, letting people see a window into my kids growing up, uh, kind of showing people a piece of my family, my ministries, and things that we, we're overcoming. Uh, shout out to the minivan mafia. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's how you use it. You know, I try to do, I'm trying to get ready to do more musically uh, as far as like show more of us playing and doing stuff. We just do a lot of music with the church and different programs coming up in different settings. So, yeah, right now music is just going out. And when we get the chance to, you know, do more videos of just playing and doing more music, yeah, we'll do that. But when I sit here and say that I see what certain people, I got a window into somebody else's, um, somebody else's Facebook, and every other posts was like a meme with somebody out there or a fight video or a news story or some conspiracy theory about the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And it's just like when you expose yourself to all this, not you know, I ain't going to just say it's all stupid, but when you expose yourself to all the negativity, right. yeah, that could be a lot of a problem. That makes you respond to stuff negative. Right. And, and, and I'm not trying to get into people who are, you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated, anything else I heard, because we went to the um, urgent care the other day, and COVID is still real out here in these streets. Yeah. But it's just the point of, if you are surrounded by a bunch of people who are kicking a bunch of stuff that is taking you down that path, you have to get away from that, you know? Yeah. Um... Did you, I'm going to let you have the last word on it. Well, yeah, I, you know, in, in, uh, you know, final remarks, you know, I just, you know, I, I really, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for everybody, you know, to achieve the, the, the most that they can achieve in their, in their lifespan, you know, that they can be everything that they uh, would like to be, and then also be everything God would like for them to be. You know, I I wish nothing but the best for everybody. You know, we do have, everyone has their moments where they make, you know, mistakes and they are flawed and we are all human, you know, but what happens when you make that mistake? How do you get back up? You know, keep that in mind. But even with that, you know, in those making those mistakes, we've got to learn how to look back and examine the mistakes we made. Take time. Sometimes people want to get beyond the mistake, but you have to really take time to examine the mistake so that you don't make it again. So that you can find the, the, the reason why you made mistakes in the first place. And sometimes it might be keeping a toxic uh, friendship or a toxic relationship too long or a toxic connection too long sometimes maybe that's the problem and if it's your problem if it's that you haven't broken up with that guy you know and you you're still in that relationship and you know god god hope you're you're not in a situation where it's abusive but if, if it's not and you just have this thing where it's like you just can't let him go I pray that you find the strength to let let it go. 
because you're going to do more damage to yourself. God forbid you have children and children are involved too because then you've got the toxic situation that you're calling, you're bringing up on yourself, but then you're bringing a whole nother toxicity to your children. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm praying, I'm rooting for everyone out there that are going through something. I, I know that, you know, mental instability is real. Mental stress is real. Mental disorders are real. But there is also a real God out there and he can help with that. And, you know, part of, you know, uh, moving into a better you and in a better if, um, a, a better place mentally is finally deciding, you know what, I don't need to have this person in my life. I'm okay by myself. Enjoying taking the time to say, you know what, I actually like me. And when I sit in my home and the only voice that I hear is my own, I like it. You know, yeah. take time to enjoy who you are. Take time to enjoy the people that do pour into you. And, um, but also recognize if you're the one that's being a red flag and toxic, oh. learn how to look in the mirror and call it out too. Yeah, so, we ain't going to go into that side because no, that's that. a whole part B. But, you yeah. know, we may come back with the, Am I toxic? <laughs> but but the, but he makes a very valid point. In that time that you're looking, that you're reflecting and looking over your life, take a moment and look in the mirror and ask yourself that. We'll, we definitely will try to get back to that because I think that's a good that's a topic good to talk about because sometimes we are the problem yeah. and we are so used to pointing the finger at everybody else. So, um, so yeah, that will be something we'll come back with. It was so good to talk to you guys again. It's been, you know, we didn't, we didn't podcast last week. We had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. As, uh, Mr. Jones just pointed out, we, we do have a new car. You know, we are grateful. We, we, it's I, new to us, so. <laughs> it's new to us. We didn't, ex- I didn't expect that we would ever be in a, van that we'd be van drivers i always you know was like no no but now that we have the space also given the fact that we do a lot musically it's amazing i like it i really enjoy it and all right well i'm gonna go there with the 60 second sports rundown sports we had a few uh fights this weekend we had uh canelo Alvarez and uh caleb plant which it was a long fight, but um, in the end, Caleb Plant got planted on the ground somewhere. Uh, shout out! He's he's a, I would say this. He's a, he's a better fighter. But when you're talking about championship level, uh, Canelo Alvarez, his conditioning is on another level, and he really showed that, especially when you go to eleven rounds and you basically put somebody on their back. Um, UFC, Usman won again. Uh, the guy is a machine, man. He's going out to George St. Pierre's record. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but nobody's touching him for real. Uh, even though this fight went down to a decision, uh, we'll see how he fares the next time around. Uh, Dallas Cowboys took that L this weekend to the Denver Broncos. Mm. Uh, the Saints took that L to the Atlanta Falcons. What? Uh, what, what? Who that got beat by the Falcons? 
Um, um, the Packers, Jordan Love took his first start and first loss to the Chiefs. In a very ugly game up in Green Bay. Uh, very ugly game in Green Bay. And um, and basketball-wise, the Lakers won the last two. The Lakers have won, uh, I think, three or four of their last games. And uh, even though Westbrook is looking like not really good, <laughs> LeBron James is out with an injury, so we see how that goes. The Nets. We're taking losses. I think they got beat by... Uh, I think they just won their last game, but before that, they got beat by a squad. I, I, it's, it's losing me right now. But um, it's just a lot going on in the NBA. Djokovic got suspended for fighting uh, Marquise Morris uh, in the game against the Heat. Um, it got really ugly. It could have been a lot worse. So quit talking about this dude like he's not about that life. He just showed you... Mm-hmm. He is about that life. So, they fight over in Serbia, too. Wherever they fight over there in Yugoslavia. In Europe, they, they be fighting. So, you know, don't be coming to them like they soft like that. But other than that, I just want to thank everyone for listening to us, supporting us. Um, we will be doing more on the music this holiday season. We got Christmas programs lined up at church. Live streams and studio sessions coming up. So, we will try to stream maybe some pieces of that with our upcoming projects and uh just thank bay here for being super supportive and um <laughs> just being a trooper because i you know any any it ain't easy y'all it, it ain't easy, it ain't easy. tied in this music and it i ain't the ain't, only and all the music it ain't easy you gotta be strong for this <laughs> Being with, a music, being with a musician, and ninety nine percent of what I do is at church, man. So you gotta be strong. So, but the good thing is, we we both are doing the same thing. So and we do it together. We so do it I, together. If, if I show up, she show up with me. So that's it. So praise the Lord for that. So we just want to just say thank everyone for listening to us, and we will see you hopefully soon. All right. Have a good night. <laughs>